Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name's Sarah Morgan. So this week I have been mostly scaring myself by... Um, this, this may sound in very poor taste and I do apologise, but an actress called um, Doris Roberts died this week. She was a beloved American actress in her 90s um, and she's most famous for playing the mum on Everybody Loves Raymond. And I have a confession, which is that I was always completely terrified of the parents in Everybody Loves Raymond. I think it's a testament to the acting skills of uh, Doris Roberts and Peter Boyle, who played the dad. We've been married 46 years. We've seen the lows and we've seen the highs. What day was the high? <laughs> but I never found the programme funny. It made me so uncomfortable because they were just they're too good and it was too believable and they were too frightening. So when she died, I felt a little bit glad like oh i'm glad those horrible parents are dead and then obviously i felt awful about that because she's a human being and an actress now you listen to me and my brain sort of decided to punish me by just imagining uh what the ghosts of raymond's parents would be like and it would probably be a bit like the bbc one uh sitcom from the 90s that genuinely existed that was called so haunt me uh, about a, a jewish ghost there are two things that always bring out the crowds a removal van and a hearse Here he is, ever. Well, at least with the hearse, there's a lot less unpacking. So yes, as I was recording this intro, I had the page open on the uh, the uh, the news story about Doris Roberts passing, and uh, I didn't realise that it had uh, those sort of auto play video clips set up. So uh, my headphones are connected to my laptop, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Doris Roberts' voice just started drifting across the room while I was trying to tape this, uh, and freaked the crap out of me. So uh, well done, Doris Roberts. You've continued to frighten me from beyond the grave. You win. Rest in peace. Marriage is real. We might fight, but we're okay with each other. And you know why? We've endured. We have been through it all. And now... We're waiting for death. <laughs> My guest this week is Margaret Cable smith She's a, just an amazing comedy actress uh, and a good friend of mine. She's been in everything from Fresh Meat to Peep Show. She's in Miranda. She's in Catastrophe. She's been in loads of things. And more importantly, she's just a really, really interesting person to talk to. We talked about a just a classic moment from uh, one of the best horror films ever, but her childhood fear of some perfectly lovely, innocent comedy stars. So enjoy Margaret Cable smith One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you uh, uh, on the fear of all things was um, uh, I adored uh, a show that you did, and lots of shows under the banner of the Congress of Oddities. Yes. Uh, or the Auditorium, as it was called, and you did the pilot. And yeah, yeah so with, with Zoe Gardner. <laughs> it came from, I was in a, um, a double act with uh, the brilliant Zoe Gardner. Brilliant. Zoe and uh, we initially decided, um, well, most, most 
double acts look different and make a thing with the fact they look mm. different. Zoe and I look really quite similar, <laughs> quite sort of, you know, boring white girl brunettes uh, with big faces. And um, <laughs> so we thought, well, what can we do? You know, we'll play on the opposite of that. We'll talk about how similar we look. And that turned into twins and then taking it a step further was... Siamese twins so we decided we would be ex-Siamese twins and um, and that led on to being Victorian ex-Siamese twins and so becoming uh, and we, we looked up quite a lot we spent a lot of time researching dark Victoriana uh, entertainment and um, that the Congress of Oddities and the Auditorium were both names that we stole uh, we culturally appropriated from, from the Victorians and so yeah that we, we ended up doing a few shows where we were where we played Fantastic. freaks freaks and uh, and we were pretty tame freaks really <laughs> but uh yeah so you is that something that you are drawn to that sort of i mean because that that is the sort of the 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 cora cora there you go come on <laughs> the comedy and horror sort of overlap of yeah the freaks are sort of Love. Yeah, I, I'm sort of. I was more into the um, the fake stuff. That's the stuff that I really enjoyed. The um, so n- not so much the laughing at disabled people, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah. you know, in, in the way that it's all not the sort of the horror of, of disability, mm. but the um, I don't know if you know about pig faced ladies. <laughs> pig faced ladies um, were were real things that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, used to be in, in Victorian shows yeah. and what they were in, and these pig faced ladies, and they would always wear bonnets and they would always wear gloves and they dressed them as these very ladylike ladies. The real reason they wore bonnet, bonnets and gloves was that they were bears. They were shaved oh. bears that they dressed oh, up and shit. said, look, this is the pig-faced lady of Manchester <laughs> Square, which is an excellent book that I can recommend. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so I was sort of, I mean, even though that's horrible, animal cruelty and whatever, not into that, yeah. but I'm sort, yeah. I was sort of into the idea of... You have not personally just chosen making, it. Just making... No. Yeah. You're not on trial Making here. something <laughs> exciting out of something that's just actually ridiculous. Fantastic, you know? yeah. So you like the sort of the Barnaby, you know, uh, mer- you know... Sh- Attaching a monkey to a fish and it's a mermaid skeleton and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The 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 more sort of mundane side of it, I think. So he was is slightly more into the uh, and our, um, Hannah Mackay, who is the third member of the Congress of yes. so we should not uh, avoid mentioning. Between us, we we, we covered all ends. Because Zoe's a lot weirder than I am. Um, <laughs> so. Not quite weird. <laughs> In my own way, yeah. Which well, she's probably, weird. yeah. She's probably more. She's certainly more into horror. And uh, her yeah. favourite film is Misery. Um, oh, yeah. Whereas mine's Tootsie, which is less uh, <laughs> less horror they involved. No, although we were talking about women, the King of Comedy is one of my favourite films. Oh. And although that's not there, that is quite horrific, isn't it? Yeah. Sandra Bernhard and that oh, is gosh, um, amazing. is amazing. But yeah. there is. There's, yeah, it's definitely dark. I like dark humour a lot. I'm just not a fan of being scared. Because, yeah, one of the roles I remember you were very well thought of that I think you're brilliant is Psychoville, mm. which I've... Yeah, you, so you were working with the, some of the League of Gentlemen on that. Yes. And how, yeah. how was that? Well, it was amazing, obviously, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, dark. So dark humour, not mm. necessarily being scared. But mm. um, I actually went up to play one of the... She assigned, yeah, she was a Siamese mm. twin in it. I actually went up for that part and mm. didn't get it. So instead, played some, played a 
terrified pregnant lady, really, wow. which is, um, and, and I was really pregnant, uh, although they didn't know that when I got it, but I was really pregnant and I, that was my first um, antenatal class was the one that Dawn French <laughs> ran telling me So this is how when you were pregnant with your first child? Yeah. So and how pregnant were you? I was, I mean, I was noticed, like, like I turned up and they handed me a bump yeah. and, and then went, uh, right, you've got it. And I was like, yeah. When you feel the stab of that first contraction, you're going to be begging to be brought onto the ward, flat on your back and numb from the neck down. Isn't it more comforting for the baby to pass from the womb into an environment which is also warm and wet? Less stressful? Oh, I see that Dr Miriam Stoppard has snuck back in. Hello, Miriam. How's Tom? Oh, no, sorry, of course. He left you, didn't he, for Felicity Kendall. I mean, it's basically Beverly Allen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Based on Beverly Based Alley. On, wow. I would say things that very little comedy. Uh, yeah, there's is. nothing funny. But I mean, yeah, this is. I mean, I, it was weird because I couldn't write. I knew it was based on the uh, baby serial killer uh, Beverly Alley, but I couldn't remember the name of Beverly Alley. So I had to Google before I met up with you. I was like, Dawn French, baby killing nurse, and the name came up, and that actually just gave me like. Mm. Massive goose, but just see yeah. those two names right now. And I can, I, you know, I, I love her. I can watch someone pick a chainsaw to the face, but just I'm seeing the name of a baby killer, yeah. a recent history baby killer. And, and do you, but do you get, you don't get confused between the horror of real life and the horror of fiction? Well, Are they just very different to you? I think, I think, uh, yeah, I'm way more into splatter horror sure. and supernatural stuff because I don't believe in ghosts and I don't yeah, in, yeah. so those kind of you can really enjoy I don't know I mean, this, is, this came up when I was chatting with Alice Lowe about when I was pregnant I loved watching supernatural things about gone wrong pregnancies did you? because people were having demon babies and that kind of thing just felt and did you just you know you, you address your fears in a safe space because if you don't believe that you can get pregnant off Satan. And, and <laughs> You're reminding yourself that it could be worse? Or, or just, just yeah, go, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, not that. <laughs> With that in mind, yes. let's now talk about <laughs> the scariest thing. Yeah, when I, my, yeah, well, your first choice is a horror film. Oh, yeah, well, I, said, horror what's, film? I said, what's your favourite moment from a, uh, oh, or scariest yeah. moment from a horror film? Yeah. And you said? I said, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the facing the wall bit in The Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project I was always intrigued by because of that, you know, the way it came about. Mm. Um, you presumably you went in to see it knowing it was a, a fake. Yeah, I didn't even go in to see it. I, I, okay. I, friends went to see it when it came out uh -huh. and I was single at the time and I thought, I'm not going to watch that film until I've got a boyfriend <laughs> because I know I will lose sleep. So if I have someone else in the bed with me, I'll be less scared. Aww. Yeah. So then it happened to come on when I, on TV when, it, when I did have a boyfriend. So I went, well, this is... We'll watch this. And then about halfway through, I turned to my boyfriend and went, What am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, and was 
absolutely terrified. Sort of from the beginning, even the boring, even the boring bits. Oh, because it's all builder. That's what's so great about yeah. the whole film. And the, the interview build. with the weird lady mm. at the beginning, and all of the stuff. So the stuff about facing the wall. Yeah, which is based um, on the real a real thing that happens in or that they is it oh well, they in the film, in the film yeah. it's like there's a real a, guy who really murdered some kids and yes, would make and one stand them. in the corner and watch yeah, the maybe other that's one it, the fact that they're yeah. standing in the corner um, so you're out of the realms of supernatural when they're talking about that yeah stuff. finally one day old Mr. Pryor come down into the market and said I'm finally finished and what did he mean by that well I guess nobody knew at first but the police uh, finally went up on the mountain and uh they searched his house and they found the bodies of seven kids from the area. What he did is he took uh, the kids down in the basement by twos and he made one face into the corner. Really? And then he would kill the other one. And I'm like, well, I mean, I suppose I am. I'm scared of everything, mm. so the supernatural mm. falls under that thing. But I'm, mm. I'm not a believer in, you know, you ghosts believe in or ghosts. no, no. And in fact, the more the more I try, you know, people who. who who say, oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a real sceptic, I'm a real sceptic, and a lot of the time they're, they're just absolute yeah. they're liars. They, you know, yeah. they go up, because I'm not a sceptic, I sort of want to be a believer, and yeah. the more I watch, the more I think, well, oh, this is nonsense, all of that, that ghost mm. hunt and whatever, the more you see mm. of Derek Akora people, the more you go, yeah. this is, I went on a real ghost hunt, in fact, oh, yeah. um, uh, because my boyfriend was doing a show which was called Live Ghost Hunt and they, they were booked to perform for oh, some wow. yeah for some ghost hunters so what he was playing like Jack the Ripper or something uh, no 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 there was a show called Live Ghost Hunt yeah, that yeah. they did but um and and but it was all you know fake it was a it was a you know funny like comedy show submersive thing or well no not really um but they did a lot of good special effects and mm. you know the idea is that the, the, the idea that is that it's live and they're watching a feed mm. and but then everything goes wrong and you know oh, cool. yeah it's it was it was a great show but it was it was weird to do it in front of a lot of real life in heavy quotation marks uh ghost hunters who very very sad vulnerable people i I went to a psychic fair once and that was one of the most upsetting we sort of thought it would be funny and it's not it's full of really vulnerable people who desperately want answers and you know oh god no that's horrible yeah yeah terrible but um you think it's going to be uh yeah doris stokes going who's got the letter b and actually exactly it's actually the people who who want there to be something mm. that's going to help them or their disabled oh, God, kid yeah. or whatever it's yeah, yeah. It, there's nothing fun about it how do we get onto this i don't know it's really interesting yeah so blair witch project so mm. you watched it you're watching it with your boyfriend you are yeah. allowing him to see you be vulnerable which is very important <laughs> in a relationship is this the man you want him to marry yes it is, this is, this is Dan to marry. Yes. Who, i imagine is a who man who probably enjoys you having moments of vulnerability <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean do you know just yesterday somebody said to me i can't imagine you being intimidated by anyone and Dan laughed for about half an hour because <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm intimidated by pretty much everyone." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the worst thing about the, the Blair Witch Project, and as I say, I was scared from the from the beginning. Mm. Um, and I think the moment with the the standing in the corner is a brilliant moment because you don't. That's sort of when it cuts out, isn't it? It's the very yeah, that's this, sort of the, of the very last shot of the film. Um, and, and I think it's brilliant because you sort of don't believe that it's going to be that you know that this sort of quite dull detail that they bring up right at the beginning of the film oh and legend has it they made the Mm. kids turn to the wall Mm. when they killed someone and i think there is something quite brilliant about Mm. them them just doing that just just having that detail i mean the nice thing about the blair is 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 it 
there's no clear answers to what's gone on no. at all. There's 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 the story of this man who's killed, he claims to have killed a bunch of kids in his house in, yeah. in the forties. Then there's the legend of the Blair Witch. Yeah. Then there's maybe the filmmaker. There's hints that the filmmakers might be the murderers yeah. or killed yeah, yeah. each other or something like that. So, yeah. And then none of that certainly gets stirring. Yeah. yeah. None of it gets answered. So you're left with these sort of tangled kind of fill in. And it's when you need to fill in the blanks in horror films, and it's at the best. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's this is the sort of thing that. Um, you know, you make your child watch a scary film to the end because it comes out all right. You know, yeah. when I say a scary film, like, yeah. talking about Mary Poppins or you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's like that bit of Friends where Phoebe's talking. Yes. Yeah, so like, yeah, don't worry. I know he's lost his dad, but he's going to come back. But watching, it's not watching Bambi. It's watching something that yeah. isn't awful. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. But even Bambi, if you stop watching it when his mother gets shot, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you need to watch the end and say that they, you can happen all right. Disney, when you, you think about it. it. What, in, in all children's fiction? You talk, you... Uh, I think you I think you said on Facebook if you can repeat the anecdote about you taking your daughter to see Frozen <laughs> and her shouting out in the cinema. <laughs> it wasn't even shouting out. It was, it was it was more sort of cynical than that. The, the bit in Frozen with the sort of moody during um, "Do you want to build a snowman?" <sighs> the, the world's the world's most happily titled song for the horror <laughs> that, that comes. That, yeah. About it. We um, both were frozen seven thousand times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I still think the saddest bit of that song is when she says, "Go away, Anna," <laughs> and Anna goes, "Okay, bye." No, we have to sit in because <sighs> she's singing it through the keyhole. Ooh, she pushes yeah. her lips up and she's pushing her lips through up to the keyhole, and then goes, yeah, "Go away," and she goes. Okay, bye. And me and my daughter have to sing it like that. Because <laughs> it takes away the, okay, the terror. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Go away, Anna. Okay, bye. Um, um, but yeah, yes, midway yes. through the, through the, the, the song. The parents, midway through the song, the parents. The king and queen. The subtitled <laughs> prince, uh, king and queen have to go on a journey. <laughs> Some vague diplomatic. So, yeah. so it's a lot about it's a lot about oh, trade routes is, and, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, in, 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 international uh, deals being struck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, it's a bit like Star Wars in that. Yes, respect. exactly. It's a lot like Star Wars in Kids that, love kids love trade um, deals oh, and trade embargoes. And but they yeah. yeah so <laughs> the the parents say, "We'll see you in two weeks." And yeah. you've seen Frozen, you know their they ship on, is about they to get on a sink big boat. In a way, see is the parents going right. See you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then you see a ship crashing in yeah. a big storm, and then and then the kids putting on black clothes and but putting we black cloths over things. <laughs> yes. and, and it's oh fuck Disney, I hate you. <laughs> and we went to see the sing along version, which is you know quite a jolly thing generally. Uh, but at that point, I said we'll see you in two weeks, and my daughter just went, "No, you won't." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No, oh, you won. <laughs> she was right. She was right. She was right yeah. But yeah, the worst thing about the the Blair Witch. So yeah, the, oh, well, the, the, so if you right, want yeah. to, if mm. you want things to be resolved, mm. you know, there are loads of films that, yeah. uh, you know, generally I still abide by that rule. Mm. If I'm scared by something, I'll watch it through to the end. Oh, good. Because you'll yeah, feel yeah. a bit, you'll feel a yeah. bit better. Someone about will defeat the monster, mm. or yeah. not the Blair Witch Project. No, not the Blair Witch Project. I think. It's and then when I went to bed, mm -hmm. we got ready for bed, I went into my dark bedroom to switch the light on to find my boyfriend <laughs> facing the wall in the dark, in the corner. <laughs> you may laugh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he did it. Yeah, and I don't know how long he was yeah, standing in there. Because that is uh, so she's free lane to the cunt's trick. I it was good work. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got 28 cans of Elmer. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, February. I was that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, it's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What an ocean of trouble. Thank you. It is. This is why we got you on your there bloody you free. That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysTherePod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Game of Thrones The Walking Dead Westworld No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show! That's right, BBC One's flagship early evening fluff cast doesn't get the in-depth chewing over it deserves. Until now, welcome then to... The The One Show Show, where we treat the Matt Baker, Alex Jones vehicle with the level of sophisticated examination one would ordinarily reserve for the likes of The Wire. It's very sad that it's come to this, isn't it, Sandy? Fuck the casual viewer, The Wire's creator David Simon once said. I'd get angry, but I wouldn't say anything. I'd keep it inside, which is bad for you, apparently. Committed viewing requires commitment, and that is what we're bringing to that programme where every now and again, Giles Brandreth will visit a factory to see how paint is made. He always delivers, does Well, I mean... A barn owl and a marsh harrier. On each The The One Show show, I'll be joined by a guest destroyer of worlds. What did you learn from this week's The One Show? The presenter, Angelica Bell, can't swim. <laughs> it's disarray, the baby's on the floor... 
Alex Jones sniffed a bandage <laughs> to see if she could smell Parkinson's disease on it. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> no, no. And with that, good night. Down in the hole. I love the end of the bird quote because it's so messy and, yeah. and it just cuts and out. It just cuts out, and, they, yeah. and it's it's like the editing the Sopranos or something like that. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. Fade to black, and you just go. I don't know what's just happened, and I'm going to have to think about it for three hours yes. now and go. What? Yes. Okay. Do we? Was it? Because well, were they all possessed by the witch? That's one theory, and and you'll never get closure. I think. I think if you have an active imagination, as you yeah. obviously do, yeah, you can absolutely. Crazy. And the uh, yeah, the the effect of the Blair Witch Project, the whole sort of the grainy camcorder mm. stuff mm. is it, that's the reason it's so effective it's, we've all seen footage like that and mm. it's usually people falling over when you've been raised <laughs> and, and I believe all of that oh, I believe God. all of that happens that would be amazing if you started watching You've Been Framed and then suddenly terrible acts of like <laughs> oh, oh yeah you see write that down right, that's, that's a good uh, sketch yeah cut that one of your skits bloody hell um, so Let's move on to okay. your second choice. <laughs> yes. When I said to you, uh, I said, I said, can you please tell me a fear from your childhood? And yeah. you said three words. Yeah. You said, <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Just drive straight back now. Comedy geniuses, obviously. Uh, And I can watch it now. I can watch it now. It's not something I'm scared of Mm -hmm. now. But it's also the same reason I was scared of Grange Hill as well, which I think more people probably understand because that was a you know big, scary, comprehensive, and there was bullying and stuff. Lauren and Hardy doesn't have any of that. Very gritty. Very gritty. Um, But now, um, uh, Laurel and Hardy are always doing naughty things, (laughs) right? And they are always on the verge of being caught. And it's it's one thing that I ca- I just can't really cope with. So when they're ruining that guy's piano, yeah. I'm and I'm a little bit nervous now. Oh, I'm no, just thinking yeah. because they're gonna, they're gonna get into such trouble, and I just couldn't. Oh, I, so I, I, I I was such a good girl yeah. that the the thought of being um, being in that much trouble, doing something that bad and being in that much trouble oh, made so me incredibly scared. I used to, and I knew it was sort of shameful to be mm. scared of it then, and I did used to, I used to pretend that I was going off to do something and just hide See, in my room while everyone was, you know, See, I, pissing themselves laughing downstairs. Yeah. Do you remember, um, there was a TV show called Marmalade Atkins? Yes. Yeah, see that? Every... I, I, I was always the kind of girl... You would imagine I am the kind of girl who would love Mom. Yes. She was like Minnie the Mink. She was like this cool, edgy yeah. teenager who was always getting You look strength. a bit like Marmalade Atkins. Thank you. That's the nicest thing <laughs> yeah. she ever said to me. Charlotte yeah. Coleman, wasn't it? Amazing. died, yeah. sadly. She was in Four Weddings and Funeral, yeah. and she was amazing. Incredible. But... It used to come on telly and at ITV at the beginning of every show would have this thing called a bad girl warning and it'd go, bad girl warning, turn off the telly, you're about to see a girl be really, really naughty and I would always turn the telly off and my mum would come really? in and turn the telly back on and go, no, it's alright, you're allowed to, they were, it's just, you know, you're not meant to do it literally but I would be so, like, anxious, exactly, it's the same wow, thing. Wow, you not were. I know, imagine, oh. with my idiom. See, <laughs> <laughs> this is your bad girl warning. The next programme 
is about a bad girl. Hello, boys and girls. This is all good here again. Now, this time, I know you're going to be sensible and switch off when you hear the tone. Everything will be fine, as long as you switch off when you hear the tone. Click, don't roll a book. Because I have good girl syndrome, you yeah. know, it's a, it, it's a problem. It's not something I in, enjoy about myself, but um, I, it's, it's indisputably there. I love that. I have no idea. So I was, I, was, I was trying to guess what it is you didn't like. Uh, there's a lot to sort of, you know, black and white footage is quite creepy. The fact yeah, that it's men I, behaving very, in, in, like children is quite frightening. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah, exactly. Being you know, signed sort of for long periods of time is quite but creepy. They're very, they're very sweet. I mean, I was much more scared for... Um, for Stan than for Ollie because Ollie's sort of well I don't know he was a bit he seemed a bit more deserving you know yeah. that sort of pompous thing because um, uh, he was the clever idiot rather yeah, than yeah yeah I'd yeah. sort of feel like it would be his fault really what was and did you was so you kind of thought at the end of every episode they'd get told off by their mum or something <laughs> yeah like, pretty much trouble. pretty much and they didn't I mean actually thinking about it they didn't really get caught a lot did they I used to pretend Three times a week, but I was ill and uh, didn't want to go to school. Uh, and I would do this by, I, th I think probably every time, I would put a teddy bear against a light bulb and then put it against my head, so my head would then get very hot oh and would call, call my mum in. No, because my mum, she said, well, I'd put my hand on your head and it would hurt. It was so hot. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I think... That, exactly, I don't think this is real. Also, my daddy had burn marks. Um, as my pillow did, because he's my pillow as well. And she said that she went into school and said, what's happening on Monday, Thursdays and Fridays yeah. that my daughter doesn't want to come yeah. to school for? And they said, it's assembly. And it was Mrs. Power, who was my headmistress, who I saw a couple of years ago, just this tiny, tiny lady mm -hmm. <laughs> being helped off a train. Um, and she was incredibly shouty as well. And to be fair to me, she did once beat Marina Hipple in front of the school as we were being led out. <laughs> um, but we got to the point where, well, they then said I could sit next to my sister if that would make me feel less scared. Um, and I remember, but I remember crying when she was shouting at someone once and her saying, Margaret, I'm not shouting at you. Which she was, you know, actually. Um, God. But, yeah, in terms of punishment, I don't remember being punished because no, I wasn't woman, doing anything. This woman She was just very... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. would bunk off school to avoid her... No, I wouldn't... Well, well yeah, you know, you I tried, never, I, yeah, exactly, I tried, tried never worked. I love that your parents worked out the pattern as well. Yes, like, yeah, my mum was a bit of a MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> what um, happened on these days? And then you, but, so tell me when you saw her coming off the train, because I love that. <laughs> like, running into, I like, your childhood... Monsters. Yeah, well, I did. I mean, I didn't say anything, but I just it, it was a bit of a shock to the system because um, because yeah, she was such a, a frightening figure yeah. in my life, and she really was very, very small and, and feeble, really fragile. Yeah. You know, being helped off this train, and um, I, I sort of nearly I nearly said something, and then I, I felt like well, the sort of betrayal of my younger self. It's weird, you know, because I'm, I doubt she'd even remember me. She, I, I think she'd probably yeah. think of me as. One of the good girls. Yeah, but also maybe a bit irritating. One who was always crying, bursting into oh. tears in assembly when she was 
Because I don't think she was that. I mean, she did beat Marina Hippel, uh, but that was a that was a one off. And probably in those days, it's a good name, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you know, so I was at that school for seven years, and that that was the only time I saw anything like that, or you know, witnessed it. So I'm not saying that that was the thing that triggered it, because I don't think it was even. I don't. I think I was as scared. Yeah, I was scared before. Just on the bottom, wasn't a punch up or anything still yeah um, and being sent out like she was called to the front and then what was we she doing were sent what was her out. crime do you know what I don't know Christ. I don't know it's one of those things where she, her name was called and she had to go to the front of the do you know what I am actually getting a bit um, a <laughs> like bit yeah my god yeah. Yeah, um, isn't that weird isn't that weird and I've been, we've got there from Laurel and Hardy <laughs> yeah, how pretty good a shrink am I I made my daughter write out her fears the other day because she she suffers from um, you know she'll lie awake worrying about things and she wrote out her fears spelled F-I-R-S it's very sweet oh. uh Number one, she's she's just seven. This was when she was six. Number one, the dark. Number two, the anti-fun, which is a villain from a comic that she, oh. that she loves, uh, that she doesn't quite understand. Isn't real. What's the comic? Uh, the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Recommend it. It's brilliant. Uh, number three, being alone. Number four, getting into trouble with the teacher. Oh. Number five, fire. <laughs> I mean, I think they're in the wrong order, but um, it's incredibly, all the bases incredibly covered. sweet. Yeah, but I oh, was gutted when I saw. That's a thing to do. So you get your kids. To, this, hang on, this is this, this podcast. Is what you should, yeah, it's just this podcast. Yeah. I'm getting my friends oh, to do. I'll so send like, you the photo. Yeah, write your fears down. <laughs> I sort of thought it might help, and I think it has helped a, a bit. Mm. Um, but I was really sad when it said getting in trouble with the teacher. Oh, I was like, yeah. when was the last time you were in trouble with the teacher? And she remembered something from three years ago. Oh, God. But it's still, it's in there. And I've done this, Sarah. Yeah. I think I've done this. I, I'm a very obedient mm. person to the point that I, I was, um, when I was a bit younger, I was walking home from, uh, from work and a guy shouted, you girl, at me. And now I know most mm. people wouldn't even listen to mm. that. Um, but I turned around and said, hello. And it was a very, very angry looking man. Um, and and, he's, and he, he beckoned me over and his car had broken down. I went over and I said, oh, hello. And he, he said, he shouted, push. And he steered and I pushed his car on my own. I pushed his car up onto the curb. And then I was thinking, what, what am I doing? And then he, he got out and he looked at me in a, in a, in a pissed off way. And I said... Um, is that all right? And he waved his hand dismissively at me and went, oh. And then I started laughing. I mean, this is the other thing about me is that I do also find my... No, no, real laughter. I find my own attitude to these things (laughs) ridiculous. Like, who, why am I having a man shout you girl at me and then be annoyed because I haven't pushed his car well enough? (laughs) It's it's that um, that line from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, though, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's amazing the things that women will do in order to not look impolite. Yeah, exactly. I think we are are conditioned to... uh, be uh, obedient because yeah. you think like yeah you're, you're, you're meant to oh help my god you're so right I cannot tell you the number I mean it's not that many but I have heard a few stories where women have ended up doing sexual things that are, that have sort of come from mm. going oh well, it was all a bit awkward yeah. you know it was oh I didn't want to, I didn't want to look like I was oh, anti yeah. that so <sighs> I gave him a hand job. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Your final fear. Final Tell me fear. about 
your this is this is what we call the wild card fear. This is a fear that you live with now. Well, my it's funny because when you when you said this and when I was thinking about what mine is, I was like, well, this is fine. This is a fine thing to admit. It's claustrophobia. Mm. I'm scared of confined Very spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally exactly. Don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but I think with that, oh, that that that's fine. And yet, I think of um, fear of heights as really a bit pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that is clearly not. You know, it's still a phobia. Yeah. It's still. It might be, a, you know, an understandable thing, but it's still... Well, hang on, what happened to your, uh, your massive sense of empathy for everyone and all the creatures? <laughs> but, oh, but, but, but people are scared of heights can fuck them. Idiot. Sagrada Familia. No, no, but I had a... Um, on my honeymoon, I, we went up the memorial in mm. Edinburgh, um, oh. which I've always wanted to do, and, uh, you know, mm. and I, lo- I love heights. But I forgot that it gets narrower and narrower to the point where you can't cross on any stairs and it's also incredibly busy. So I was basically in a complete panic for most, you know, and then I was sort of, it's like being at the, uh, you know, in a nozzle or something. It's getting smaller and smaller. And so once I burst out onto the, um, you know, the viewing yeah. platform, and I was feeling a lot better, and it was only when my husband came out behind me that I remembered, he's scared of heights. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was feeling better, he was feeking a lot worse, and he had to immediately <laughs> just go, go back, oh, and nice. all the way home. Jack Spratt and his wife. Yeah, exactly. Between you, sort of the worst. Yeah. Between you and really we have nothing to eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we were going down, I kept saying... There's someone coming down now! <laughs> In my best frightened voice. <laughs> Which uh, okay, did so, really so entertain my husband. Back, yeah, back you have to back down, you have to back down because it's oh. only really near the bottom that two people can cross. And it's incredibly busy and there's no system or anything. It's is, is just there a, terrifying. a route for your claustrophobic? Is there anything you can remember? You- the only thing I can really remember was. Uh, and I'd still, I have looked this up. I don't know whether it's a Tales the Unexpected or a Hitchcock Presents. Mm. I think it's a Hitchcock Presents. And there is an one amazing, amazing one where a woman is in a prison yeah. and she has a, a brilliant plan to escape the prison. Um, she's going to get into a coffin and pay someone to dig her out. And mm. it's a, it's a, a blind guy in the hospital which is attached to the prison that doesn't sound real does it and I no, no, I know the story you know, you're talking about yeah. but I want you is to keep saying to it the prison? I don't remember the details yeah, of that it's bit weird. I just remember exactly. what happens uh, yeah. yeah and anyway so she pays this guy and um, he's going to come and, and dig her out so you see her get into the coffin with the body and she's buried and she when she's under there, mm. she lights a match to see who the body is. Don't light a match for a start. Don't yeah. light a match, it uses up oxygen. Yeah. She lit a match to see who the body was. It's the blind guy! It's the only one who knows that she's in there. And the final shot is, you can hear her screaming. Mm. Which presumably you couldn't hear her screaming if you were really... If you're really standing, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is it, yeah, like screaming and screaming? Anyway. No, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um, you, you might be able to be very, very faint, but yeah. anyway, get the, and the camera pulls out. And it was, it was one of the first sleepovers I'd ever oh. had. And I remember having to ring my mum and sort of get her to, to talk me down a yeah. bit. That's I have a heavy. feeling, yeah. being buried alive. Is oh there? my God. Yeah. And I have a feeling that I didn't like it before then, but mm. that was, that was a real mm. cementing of it. I have recurring dreams now where I, have to in order to rescue my daughter mm. I have to get into very very small spaces and I think 
that's my subcon because it's the only real reason I do it. You know, my daughter or my son. But, uh, that's that's like so. So your subconscious is going. How much do you love your kids? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thing that scares the shit out yeah. of you. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Oh, that's a little 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 <laughs> trigger. A little, a little little test. Just just yeah. just, just prodding. Do you do this? And I often wake up before I have to actually go into some sort of funnel nozzle thing. My best ever hide and seek. That hide that I yeah. did uh, with my cousins was I got myself into a bin liner and uh, and tied the top of it. Oh my god! Yeah, and sat with the other bin liner. Eighties, yeah. But um, that was a thing. That but it was uh, it was. It, back, it was amazing, but it did backfire because uh, people lost interest in finding me. <laughs> <laughs> just this little and eventually, I think I just had to, you know, Claw go and find out. everyone. <laughs> yeah, tear my, tear my way out of the bin. <laughs> but just imagine this little bin line like, on a driveway. Presumably, did you like camp it was next to a bunch of a load of bins? Yes, it was, yeah, exactly, next to a load of bins. I mean, I do like winning, Sarah. I do like winning. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. <laughs> Margaret K. Smith there. She is amazing. I love her. My guest next week is the actor Rufus Jones. He's currently starring in Camping on Sky Atlantic, which I hope you're all watching. Um, uh, he was in Hunderby. He was in W1A. He was in Paddington, dude. Doesn't get cooler than that. Rufus and I had a great chat. We talked a lot about uh, League of Gentlemen and a field in England. Rufus has been killed, like, loads on screen. And he talked me through the do's and don'ts of being murdered on telly so that is well worth a listen the fear was produced by gav murphy the theme music was by tim bazell you can rate and review the show on itunes or find us on twitter at the fear podcast we love to hear from you especially when you have recommendations for guests you'd like to hear for series two which we are putting together now hope you'll join us next week for rufus jones see ya bye presented by me, Joel Morris and me, Jason Hazley in which we talk to people who make comedy about the films and TV and books and records and comics and people that make them laugh She doesn't want people having a go at Martin <laughs> even though she can and that's true of, I mean, most of my friends are idiots but they're my friends yeah. <laughs> I never really understood what Han Solo did for a job <laughs> You don't need to know anything more than like he's just sobbing <laughs> Being in the they were just trying to make each other laugh in the office. You have to show a certain amount of contempt for your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own jokes, gonna more, you lazy bastards. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Rule of Three Pod. Rule of Three. Available now from all good podcastier. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.